Hello, everyone, and welcome to Scrapbook, the podcast dedicated to all things uh, digital art. I'm your host, Michele Colonna, and today I have the honor of welcoming Italian interdisciplinary artist, Mattia Cutini. Mattia, welcome to the show. Thanks. Uh, welcome, Michele. Welcome, everybody that's listening uh, uh, to this podcast. Uh, podcast listen Mattia for me this is the um I'm not worthy moment you know this is when we bow to the king and and really uh you know give praise to really where praise is is due uh listen I've I've been in the space for I don't know a year no no what am I saying two almost three years and um and I've had the you know the pleasure to get to learn about you uh, about you about your art about your uh, art making and uh, most importantly the legacy right that you have in the space right having uh, been we are already the- we are already talking about legacy legacy no no, no <laughs> after we, 5 years we've we've got to no but you know it's it's like a crypto crypto years is like dog years right it's uh, one year yeah. is like 7 years so the fact that you've been in the space for as long as you have is a testament really to the uh, uh, you know, to the stickiness of the of of the work, right? And and yeah. and, and and the art, you know, because we don't, you know, we just don't last that long in this space. Because you know, as you know, it it churns out the talent in uh, uh, because of the attention span of the space. So um, so I don't know. I really feel like it was amazing to you know to to know you, get to know your art, and really understand your role in the uh, in the ecosystem. And you know, like I said, in the legacy of the space, um, you know, you've been an, an early contributor. And the fact that you're Italian, we share that heritage together. <laughs> you know, it makes me even more, uh, even yeah. more proud. And uh, and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Italian and, scene. And even this, we are talking in English just because people. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. It's so, it's every time it's so strange for me. We are both Italian. Let's talk Italian. Let's talk it. Right, right, right. But uh, it's a matter of reach, right? And uh, and you know, yeah, it's it's absolutely. funny. Because I also do Italian episodes. There's, you know, there's some artists that prefer to do it in, in, in you know, the podcast in Italian. Yeah, but, this is mm-hmm. an, another inter- interesting thing that I am thinking ab- about in these days. Yeah. Uh, somehow, uh, when you speak your original language, you have the maximum of transfer of information. But anyway, yeah. English yeah. is good, and it's like the the, the um, actual. Um, uh, what, what I can say is the lighting of of these these years. Yeah. That's 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 correct. And actually, I've been really impressed how the. Uh, I mean, listen, I left Italy. That you know, very very small percentage of the population spoke English. But in the last, I would say five ten years, I noticed also on social media, like the kids, you know, they're all communicating in English, or at least you know, um, speaking, you know, yeah. communicating in English much more often than they used to. So we are getting to that point where it is becoming the official um, international language, right? That we're, absolutely, uh, yeah. absolutely. So, so dear Mattia, why don't we uh, jump right in and let's uh, and let's let's start. You know, uh, there's so much to talk about here, right? But we're going to try to make it very, very uh, concise. We're going to try to get it done in one hour uh, because of your 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 role in the space, because of your, like I said, your legacy in the in the space. I want to I want to get to the formative years. So, if we can begin with the formative years and the life path that has led you to this uh, moment in time. Yeah. I'm used to say that I'm driven by curiosity since 1979. That is my year of, of when, when I was born. But if I think about my, my past and so on, I think that almost started in 1998, 1999. 
when I was at Istituto Tecnico Industriale. Ah, <laughs> you, you did the industriale. Now, now, oh, yeah, yeah. You, now you translate for me. No, it's it's well, it's 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 a high, it's a technical high school. Um, but is the only the, one? Yeah, but in there's, no, there's two versions. There's the there's the yeah. uh, there's the electronico, and then there's the. Uh, I'm from I'm from I'm from Puglia. I'm from Bari. So we had the panetti, yeah. which was the the uh, eh? the electronic and then there was the Marconi which was the industrial one so there's two types yeah. of uh, I am Istituto Tecnico Istituto Tecnico Industriale okay. but without the S is not statale mai because during fascism my school thought okay we are not uh, anyhow connected with fascism and we take out the S this is kind of <laughs> story because now it's not ET anymore, another another thing. But anyway, this is another story that we'll find out. Yeah, it used to be ET. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, my God. Is the only ET is ET Arturo, Arturo Malignani. Wow. That's the inventor of the vacuum inside of the bulb lamps. Yeah. So every single lamp, a small percentage of money was given to the name of Arturo Malignani. Wow. The whole world was a, a, a patent that then was bought by Edison. But anyhow, the founder was really, really important about electronics and technology because of this le legacy. One, one more. So in 1998, 1999, I was still in, in the middle of uh, finishing school and starting my job. And so uh, the first uh, internet connections were uh, only available at school and at work because it was, was really uh, cost a, a lot of money. And so my very first approach with art and web was basically at the same moment, you know, uh, because I started to do these small artworks only because I was a, a guy that wasn't able to do only technical things. And I had got the, the need of do something else because at a certain point I was thinking, oh, that motor, you can control a, a huge mechanic thing, but also you, you can control a robot for theater and some other, other things like a dragon uh, throwing flames. Why don't you, don't you use technology also to do art? And this small seed in my mind started to grow and grow. And at a certain point, I searched in my web explorer other days at, at work if there were other people like me. And I found DeviantArt. DeviantArt, okay. The platform that uh, at that days was um, collecting and connecting artists of digital art all over the world. And, and this was, was and this was two thousand what two thousand nineteen ninety nine. Oh, ninety nine two thousand. Wow. Yes. Okay. One more, one less. I have I have to to see in DeviantArt because there's there's still the profile. It's like uh, sitting there with the dust on it, digital dust. Yeah. On it. But yeah. Yeah. Is there? So that was where the, the really formative years because i've learned mm, with small effort with a small amount of people uh, with a small amount of, of time what was uh, creating art and then having the feedback from people in italy but yeah. also from people all over the world in a very small time also very sm small amount of people because at that, that days the, the connections were not so so easily available for everybody and i started to make xerox artwork and i started to do my small uh, digital photographies because at a certain point my friends um, gifted me this this uh, this sony uh, <laughs> portable micro camera so i started to do some kind of these things and with corel draw and with this application do small logotypes and vector things only 
by by myself only without yeah. without yeah. Uh, without uh, any lesson uh, only because i was a nerd nerding around yeah. and then facebook arrived everything has crashed down i didn't have the amount of time and uh, and people and also in the days i was playing keyboards for a band here so the time was really tiny for for doing also art and the only art that i was creating was to support my my, my band and so right. for the gigs and the graphics and something like this nothing nothing too much complicated uh, at a certain point, after all these years of high and lows with music and so on, I was publishing my artwork in Facebook. And Massimo Francescat, that we know as X X J X X J Six J, no, is Hex Six C C C C X Six C. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. X H in Italiano is better, but X Six C. You you have to interview him as well. Yeah. Uh, Tommy, oh, you have to tokenize this stuff. What do you mean? And then a second, you have to put this stuff in the blockchain. What are you saying? Install MetaMask. I've installed MetaMask. <laughs> I've got a small bunch of Bitcoin. And in that days, MetaMask was able to convert directly Bitcoin to Ethereum. So I have converted this into that thing. And the rest is history. Because in the summer of 2018, I asked the whitelisting to SuperRare, then to Known Origin. Then no origin give me first the whitelisting and then super rare. So basically between September and November, I've started to creating my first digital artworks in the blockchain. Wow. And that's it. So um so in those formative years when you were at ETIS, right? Could you could you envision yourself being an artist? Was that even on your radar? Or no, that, no. It, it, it was only a way to escape because Technical things were good, but at the same time, I I I, I suppose that I I already had the, the the need of 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 something about art, or something about the soul, about uh, about to express yourself to explain, because yeah. because you need to not explode or implode at a certain point because you are in the years that you are a teenager and you got crazy. So I told myself, I don't take drugs. I will drive. I will yeah, write yeah. all night long. <laughs> And, and I will uh, try to to create the stuff without meaning, without uh, and also without other people that was supporting me, because I was the only one at a certain point in my classroom doing these things. And so I have I was doodling all day yeah, during yeah. the lessons. During the lessons, I, I got a mind that that uh, actually happened me because everything. The, the professor said during the lessons was already printed here. Yeah. And so I was spending the time uh, of, uh, I, I still remember, Michele, um, uh, I, I am so old and you are really. I know but what you're talking we, about. We, we've got li, libretto personale. Yeah. How do you, do, you, do you convert this in English? I don't know if it exists. It, well, it's, 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 a, it's a journal. It's a personal journal, right? It's. Um, With uh, the votes. Yeah. That was supposed to be signed. Okay. With, the, with the grades, with the grades, yeah. The, 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 yeah. When you are in the fifth grade, you are uh, a majorenne, you are... Yeah. Um, You're an adult, you can, yeah. You can sign you yourself, can, yeah, you can sign yourself. yourself. Yeah. So basically, it's yeah. worth nothing. So what, what happened? That I started to, to also draw upon my libretto personale. Oh my goodness, that's so funny. So I have all the five libretti personale. Yeah. Yeah. And the fifth one is plenty of drawing and so on. And yeah. also there's my tag on it. Yeah, and started somehow all it started in the fifth year of 80 and in the, in the first two years 
of my my uh, work because uh, in that days I was really far from home, so half an hour. So I started at home. I was there also for the lunch, and in that one hour of lunch. I was eating really fast then to understand what was the internet, what was this digital art. In that days, also Massive Attack have released the album. Um, it was called uh, Mezzanine. It was really important because also for the web uh, web um, sphere, yeah. was a really huge website, beautiful with beautiful graphics. So yeah, all these things together basically have. Are the, the fans for for for, yeah, for what they've yeah. done in but, the years after? Yeah, but um, one thing you mentioned, and and to me, it's it's, and I, I always mention this in the podcast. It, you know, for me, the definition, you know, the definition of an artist, right, is really the that deep innate desire to having having to communicate something at a, at all costs, right? Yeah, and and that's what distinguishes the artist from the non-artist, right? The fact that I, I may have some creative you know thoughts or ideas, but I just don't have the drive or the the innate desire or the need to express that, right? No, no, but, I, I, right? I, I but, always got the need. Yeah, but you, you know, the, but that's the, the difference. That is the that is the difference between the committed artist that and that is you know I have this and and it can be mm-hmm. um, a trauma, it can be a struggle, it can be a, a vision, it can be whatever it is. Yeah, but the fact that you are you cannot live without being able to share that with the world, right? That's I that's can't. that's the demarcation line between the no, you know the artist I, and the non-artist. I, yeah. I can share and I cannot share, but the main fact is I need to create at a certain point because my mind have already told me, okay, you'll do music, it's okay. You do graphics, okay, it's okay. At a certain point, I wasn't able neither to do graphics and neither to do music, okay? And I was in a, in a, in a moment of my life that I was in this small dance company doing stretching and so on, and for, for some reasons, uh, the, the 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 teacher told me, okay, let's do this choreography together, and I started doing dance. Michele, at a certain point during my dreams, my mind wake me, and this is the choreography. Told me you have to do choreography. Oh come on, now it's, it's it's a joke. I never did choreography before. I never did that dance, and even if I am not a good dancer, my mind told me you have yeah. to do this, and then I've done that performance. So I have I I I have to do it because if I don't do it, my mind tells me to do another thing just to compensate this creativity. Yeah, you know, in a way, it becomes a raison d'être, a, a purpose yeah. for of existence, right? The, the you know, it becomes your purpose because you absolutely have to create it and share it with the world, and that's what sets that. You know, I go back to that. That's what sets an artist apart yeah. from that I'm, the I'm desire. one percent is what you say is for me so real mm-hmm. now that I have the time and the money to understand what I am doing. Uh, I've got the, the time to look back. And I've seen yeah. all these, these, these things in, in, in my history. And, okay, Mattia, now you have to do this because if you don't, uh, you, you implode, <laughs> basically. So, Mattia, with all this in mind, right, and, and the fact that you've been in the digital space for quite a while now, you've been operating, you've been creating in it, you've been um, communicating in it, you, do you think... The question that I have is: it is it man versus machine, or is it man and machine? Meaning, is the, is the machine our friend, or is it our foe? Yeah, this is a, <laughs> a a question that I'm doing basically creating my art: man versus machine, or man using the machine, or 
machine using the man also because right exactly now that's what i'm getting at that's what i'm getting at yeah yeah it's super crazy and for me machines are tools but when you use artificial intelligence for example there are also assistants uh, i've learned this basically two or three years ago when i got my very first art residency but was digital because of covid so i've used from remote oh you mean free. it was it was virtual it was virtual you did you it did was okay, virtual. okay yeah so basically i got the uh, the free access to the playform.io uh, artificial intelligence platform and then i have also created 12 artworks that were sold and so on so there was a little bit of of stuff doing i, I don't know if you was already in the space in that days but then four of of the of that that pieces was bought from metaphors oh and okay. the next february they bought people and i thought oh my god <laughs> i am in the same collection nothing, nothing happens collectors doesn't care about do, do you still and, use do you still use playform by the way absolutely because yeah. it's so it's so raw at a certain point that i love it because yeah. it's raw it's yeah. not refined it's okay yeah but um so for me to, to, to come back to, to your question, uh, technology and so on, th these are tools. And for me, what I've thought um, uh, in these last days, in these weeks, is we as contemporary artists must use contemporary tools. tools. As much as possible. Um, so for this reason, I'm mixing up old and new in this way to capture all the school guys and those guys and try to find an impossible bridge between between this this thing well you know the fear that at some point we just become bystanders in the in the process as machines sort of gain that level of autonomy uh, of you know listen yeah. right but the, the, but, but, but this, this is a problem of other artists every time i break the machine <laughs> i don't know how yeah. i do this but i said but oh come on what are you doing wrong but it works so so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna say that uh, matthias answer is that it's men and machine not man versus machine yeah, yeah. sometimes it's versus one they don't work how i want but i set up okay they don't work I, yeah. I have to find another solution maybe it's man yeah. and machine yeah i mean it's just a new a new solution right you know the art the art is the art right the artist is the artist and the ai or the, the it's just another another right another tool available to the artist right to express listen michele mm -hmm. every time mm -hmm. they invent a technology my mind doesn't say no i don't yeah. want to use it they yeah. say okay let's use it in a different way what happens if is the is the is the question that I always say when I approaching a new tool, a new way of doing? Because uh, the facts and the past uh, articles that you have that, that that you can see in my productions, uh, every time there's something about me, and at a certain point I never started to ask or to make questions. It's like this, and people recognize this. Okay, for me it's okay. I don't care. Yeah. I continue to produce it, Polaroid and Xerox art and artificial intelligence and glitched and so on. In these days, I am also producing um, some catalogs because you will know in the future what will be the big event of this year, but I will not tell you during this podcast. Uh, so I am trying to divide my productions in words, in in in, in bubbles. Okay. Uh, so I have understood more or less what are these bubbles. And every time, yeah. 
let's say that uh, it's my stuff, even if there are different technologies or different uh, and, meanings. And Mattia, would you say that the artistry of when it comes to AI is actually in the input, in the prompts that are given to the machine to create what your, you know, your desired output is, you know, because what what I'm trying to say is like, you know, as we engage with AI, anybody is is capable of of giving a prompt, right? Absolutely. Design me this, draw me this, or here's a a graph. But it's the sophistication of the prompt, right? Or the, or or the, or the different, the different layers of, of instructions or prompts that we give the machine. I have my idea when I do these things. Uh, you can use that technology as is, or every time pitch it a little. And what happens in my case is I pitch it a, a ton. A ton, right. <laughs> so, yeah, so what happens is that people uh, buys for a lot of money, maybe this AI thing that are so refined and so beautiful and so on with these prompts that are really cool and so on. But I don't care. It's not my stuff. I don't have. I don't have to look at this, because if I look at the things, then my mind starts a new, a new way of thinking, and I don't care about these super refined things. It's not. It's not. You, you know, there's this definition of uh, uh, how how it is in Italian is uh, uh, no in English. It's fine artist. I'm not. A, I'm not a fine artist at all. I'm a rough artist. So yeah, if I wanted to do fine art, yeah, we start to study the prompt and so on. But I do abstract. I do this rough thing. So yeah, I I, I leave to other people do fine art with AI and banging their head with the with the with the with the wall to have the perfect prompt to create the perfect art. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, all right, so let's go back to. I want to talk about the obviously one of your legacy, uh, one of your legacy mm. projects that has lasted a considerable amount of time, of which you've developed, you know, works under it. I mean, I'm, I'm referring to the the rubber stamp project, right? Uh, yeah. Which, in, in my opinion, it's a defining phase in your artistic career because it is a phase, right? It covers a pretty pretty extended period of time. Yeah. And uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm still not bored yes. about uh, rubber stamp. How could you? Quite... How could you? You know, it's genius. No, yeah, 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 yeah. I I get bored of my stuff because I always do some artwork and then I say, okay, I can do it. Yeah. So, but I what you're care. saying is you haven't put an end to it. It's, it's not over yet. There's still more no, that can come no, out. No. Of, yeah. Is is not over because I can do bigger. I can do more yeah. shades, more colors, more stuff. But I need a studio. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, <laughs> as we are told. Yeah. Before. Go go go. Put the gas line so we can move into that studio. But but <laughs> no. But the question is, what what do what do you set out to do with rubber stamp rubber stamps at, at the you know back in the day when you were yeah and, and what was the vision for it and and, and do you feel like you accomplished what you were, what you were it's aiming interesting. for interesting it's interesting because i have started doing rubber stamps uh, because i needed my logotype uh, to stamp behind the, the the paper cuts artworks of 2017 so yeah, i have done my 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 logotype in carving the, the rubber and creating my, my, my very first uh, logotype. And I've learned the first lesson of rubber stamps. Always, always mirror the things. Michele, you have yeah. to mirror it. Yeah, I've made my logotype mirrored. <laughs> but it's an abstract uh, logotype. There's no writing on it. So basically, when I rubber stamp it, it's mirrored. So lesson learned. And you will do it for the next five, 50 years with the error on it. Boom. Then at a certain point, people asked me uh, some rubber stamps like uh, Ex Libris, okay? 
So Michele Colonna, Ex Libris, and this book is in the collection of, so you have done like five, five or six. And then at a certain point, a, a friend of mine have, have asked me, why don't you create these stamps for kids? And then my mind started to play around and I don't have to create a stamp for kids. I have to create a, a system of stamps. So you have created these nine symbols. Then I have discarded the, the, the ones that after some years, the ones that I don't need. And I have created three of these kits. One kit was for these ch children and then I have sold in. The other two I have tried to sell, but they didn't sell. So at a certain point, there was these uh, stamps was was in my my uh, my desk uh, having dust on it and so on. I told myself, well, how can I use this? And in my mind came the, um, uh, an algorithm that I have uh, also drawn in 2012, 2013. Like you have to imagine a line that runs between uh, squares and can do go straight, horizontal, vertical, and diagonal. So you have basically all the surface, plenty of, of this drawing, and you can have squares and have squares with two different colors. So why my first idea was to create with these rubber stamps this kind of algorithm. And you have to be really precise to do this. But I'm not precise, you know. <laughs> and what I've I have used the rubber stamps for the, of the kids with this gridded paper because I cannot also go really straight. And when I've started doing this, I have found out that the ink wasn't the perfect ink for that uh, rubber, and a little bit of ink was uh, was still uh, on the surface of the rubber stamp even if I have done the first stamp. And this started the rubber stamp thing because I was able to do shading. I right. was able to do pixel art without yeah. the pixel and without the, the digital thing. So Man, it's but, a, I, I have to interrupt you because I mean, I just have to say yeah, that when something, when something is meant to be, right, Mattia, when, right, think about it. It started off as a logo type, right? Yeah. <laughs> that you would need to create and all of a sudden you know these possibilities come to your mind it's like oh my god what i can do and then the fact that you discovered a different shading and then because the shading component to me is like probably one of the most uh important aspect of the aesthetics of the rubber stamps project right because it, it allows you to give that it gives you this like broad spectrum of um i don't know yeah. of, of 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 rendering that is just like and, amazing and you don't know yeah. is the wrong type of rubber the wrong type of ink the wrong type My of paper at a, at a certain point because yeah. I find out that with the uh, in in, Ita in Italian is uh, carta architetto uh, in English is tracing paper tracing paper that's correct yeah Be because uh, I got these really huge uh, pieces of tracing paper because I, I really liked the effect of of the ink that surface well the ink tends to go away to fade away completely oh. And this is the seed of time foldables. When I do time foldables now yeah. on canvas, because I've got the money yeah. by canvas, canvas with the grid, I use water-based ink that tends to fade away. I use China ink that is warranted for 200 years, almost. Acrylic ink that is the same, but the water-based ink, when I use it, I know that will fade and will change the color. So I have created just to 
answer also, this is the seed of time foldables because you have the physical piece that has got its own life and will fade away, will change over time. And the digital piece that is created using the time foldable layers, but I have completely different approach and different um, life. So this is uh, the, the, the seeds in my mind about the rubber stamps and why the rubber stamps are still working in my head. And I'm still yeah. doing rubber stamps and doing also fonts with rubber stamp because they are modular and do modular fonts also in my life, in my design life. So everything, all these points put together, yeah, the, the, the rubber stamp world is, is still going on. And you know, as far as I know, there's only one other artist in digital uh, uh, space, uh, crypto space, that is Martin Lukas Ostakowski, that he started doing stamps like me, but in a different way. Yeah. Uh, he puts inside of a JavaScript thing, so he auto-selects the colors, yeah. And every time that does, uh, he does uh, an artwork like this with rubber stamps, the title is in Latin because I'm Italian. So every time it's uh, like giving to you the, the, the legacy. But at the same time, there is, as far as I know, there's no one in the world that uses this modular rubber, rubber stamp thing. For me, it's crazy. I, I cannot understand how it's possible. Um, wow, unbelievable. And, but, you know, it, so it, it seems like the vision is kind of revealing itself as you go along with the project. Because, like you said, it's not like something that you had um, uh, set out to do. It happened, you know, it came about as happenstance. So, uh, yeah, yeah. You said at a certain it, yeah. point, there's the machine that tells me or the tech technique that gives me the information that I need to proceed in the work. In these days, I am also working with Polaroids, and also there I have found out a new way to uh, remodel these Polaroids. And this is my way one more time. There is no written on a book, this system. I've one more time maybe invented another thing. I don't know if it's correct or not, but I use technology in this way. And so it seems to me that there's a bit of serendipity in your approach to art making, right? This, this, mm -hmm. this element of happenstance, meaning that there's a clear place of start, which is followed by a process of discovery, yeah. right? In which, yeah. you know, in a way you kind of, uh, you know, surrender to the process and see where it leads you. Is that fair to say? You kind yeah, of let, let the, you know, in, let the process lead, you know, lead the in, way. In this, in this case, I always use uh, the Munari method. Uh, so doing a lot of work, doing a lot of tests, and then take out what you don't need and proceed only in that, in that, in that, in that thing. This happened also for rubber stamps in the very beginning. I started with two colors, yeah. uh, without doing fading, trying to do my algorithm, then. I can't do that anymore. So I've restarted doing fading only one color because it's, it's already too much <laughs> doing shades. I have to study. And now after five years, I do colors, I do shades, I do geometry. I go out of the grid also because it's important also to break the rule at a certain point. So yeah, what, what you say is correct, but somehow uh, the system is more or less always the same. And it's very Bruno Munari. It's very Munari-like <laughs> Munari. in approach. Yeah, yeah I, I, I had the, the I, am, I am lucky in, 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 my, in, my, in my life because um, my girlfriend and me have, have also founded this uh, non-profit organization here in Italy that's called Caledo Scienza for uh, edutainment and uh, scientific dissemination. And we had the chance to meet also uh, a, a 
collaborator, a former collaborator of Bruno Munari. Munari wow. she, she's still alive and she's the president of Bruno Munari. Bruno Munari. So I had the chance to, to have the teachings, the direct teaching of, of, of this woman. That is really wow, amazing. that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, but this is, uh, she, she's a teacher that as always, she has always been the teacher. So it's the teacher for teachers, okay? And not a teacher for artists. So every time I say, but yeah, but I can use this technique also for art. Oh, I don't know about art. She's saying, yeah. oh, come on. Yeah, so, <laughs> it's, so, she, so she's more on the academic, uh, right? On the yeah. academic but end it's, of things, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's for schools. Teach for, she, she teaches the Bruno Munari method to, right. for, teach, to, to, for, for the educators. Yeah. Every time I, I take all the things, but that method and, and in my mind I say, what Bruno? <laughs> if, if Bruno Munari, I've got the computer, come on. What will Bruno do? <laughs> yeah, or with scanners, and with Polaroids, all the things that he wasn't able to do because of age, because of sure, uh, sure. Because what was of, available of, 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 of practice because she died in, in the nineties. He died, sorry, in the nineties, but he never did the Polaroids. He never did digital. He never did the scans. But in my mind is what Bruno Munari would have done today. Will, yeah. We'll, we'll do with, if, with the tools. Yeah. Yeah. Do, yeah. I'm doing pretty good. Not very Munari for certain days because he, he was really uh, precise. He was really, yeah. Really precise with his hands and with his mind also. So and not so precise. Yeah. Well, Mattia, maybe I'm a, I'm a chaos. <laughs> well, maybe it's on you now to carry the legacy of Munari. Maybe you, you know, maybe maybe you're the one. <laughs> Don't say. <laughs> um, but in a way, so the, in a way, there's there's an acceptance, right? Almost a celebration, if you will, of the imperfections or the mistakes absolutely, that come about absolutely. during the process, right? Like, and, yeah, and you I, kind of I embrace that. Say, you look for that, right? Yeah, I used to say embrace the error. Embrace the error, yeah. When when error happens, I say, okay, that's the point of start. Like for rubber stamps, for the ink. about yeah. Because people were telling me, oh, it's not a correct stamp because all the ink must go away. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> What's the point? Yeah. I won't do the, 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 the other people do. And now also with Polaroids, I am playing, okay, it's out of focus. Okay, is the ink is not the the the, the not the ink? How's it called? Uh, the, the developing is yeah. not very well. Okay, who cares? Let's reuse it in another way. Yeah. Let's see and, what happens. Yeah, I mean, you either go through a second iteration, or you say, "Hmm, there might be actually some usage to this imperfection, right? There might actually there might be yeah, it might be the work itself." It's it's the the thing that is not supposed to happen and happens and. Uh, and drives your curiosity and your eye to a different place. And for me, that's the thing that also uh, helps me to not get bored of my very my own uh, creations. Because right. I used to say and right before, I'm getting bored because yeah, I can do it. So what's the point? Yeah, <laughs> I do another one, and then yeah. I always make the the copy of myself. Right, right, right. Um, most of your work is, you know, is is has been on 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 Ethereum, right? Most of the, you know the the bulk yeah. the bulk of your work is on is on the Ethereum blockchain, um, but there is you know somewhat a semblance of a of a of a body of work on on Tezos as well. So I was curious to learn or to understand is 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 that sort of like your playing ground, kind of like the place you go to yeah, and experiment was, and um, was used to be the playground, but uh, then at a certain point also there the price the prices. 
rising. So I use it when I know that uh, it's meaningful and it's easier to have what I want because in object now you have the splits, you have the percentage. It's really, really flexible, the system. Mm -hmm. And uh, for a certain kind of works, I will create there because there are certain... Uh, how I used to call them, uh, like um, uh, there are videos created with the mobile phone and then making the loop. Uh, uh, and there are like, uh, um, I, I have the, the, the definition in my head in Italian and I have to translate it. I can, um, accidental contemporary, how <laughs> I used to say. And these are, yeah, somehow uh, experiments, but people also have bought that piece. So, yeah. There's nothing I can do that is a real, a real experiment right now. So I put also Xero, Xero, Xero Art that was a little bit more accepted in that in that platform, a little bit of uh, collage as well, a little bit of other stuff. So um, yeah, I don't know if it's a, a playground anymore. Uh, but it helped me to, to find other collectors, other yeah. incredible artists. So yeah, I'm really, really happy also of that choice. Yeah, and so yeah. do you feel like, you know, Tezos as a, you know, as a platform for digital art has, you know, has gained a level of maturity and, and you know, in a way, legitimacy as well, right? That, you know, a, an artist of a certain stature can go there and create and... Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's there's only a, a gap of perception because yeah. cert, certain collectors have told me, oh, I will not collect in Tezos because Tezos is, is not like Ethereum, is not fully decentralized because Tezos is not a real cryptocurrency. But Wait, based on what? what? Based, based, on, based on the proof of mecha uh, the, the consensus mechanism? Because no, it's proof of stake? I, I, I suppose that there's also a company behind. I don't know. Oh, so decentralization in terms of yeah, the, gover the wh governance. Whatever, whatever. I don't care. What I always say is, come on, guys. There were only one platform that was called Hicketnunk, and then yeah. the inventor crashed it up, and then people remade it upon... Yeah, there was a major uh, rallying. Of, yeah. Gosh, talk so, about talk about a community coming together, right? And and exactly, saving the community. And saving, yeah, I, I've already demonstrated that they can reconstruct. So in that moment, I said, okay, I have to mint on that platform because the 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 the, the, the stress test was already made. Right. This, the fact, the, the fact this, that they could have come together in a couple of days and put and and exactly. and put together put super, up a yeah. super amazing, super yeah. amazing. The inventor said, "Oh, this is my ball. You cannot play with my ball." <laughs> Turn it off all the thing, and then they say, "Okay, who cares? The the, the code is is open source. We will rebuild it." Right, right, but right. For right. me, this is really important. This is this is not happened still. Ethereum platform because OpenSea is 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 okay. Non Origin is okay. Super is okay. These big companies are still okay, and and I hope that it will be also in the future. But there wasn't a big crash down like in. Because what happened that thing it was like oh my god i know no, I, 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 stuff. It was I remember <laughs> i remember clearly you know the day when you know when the the news started spreading that um you know the Bra it was brazilian the founder right he just uh yeah he just would well, just yeah just one, one of uh, of 
best tweets about this. <laughs> He's like uh, uh, Mario Klingemann that was tweeting like, uh, okay, uh, the inventor, I can remember the name, what was... Uh, uh, I've, I've got a, a car crash problem like <laughs> this. Yeah, so now he's mad, he's uh, basically. Yeah. He, he was pissed off. No, it, yeah, it was, uh, but, you know, the fact that the entire, I mean, I still remember, you know, the the, the just the the flow of, of tweets, you know, about how, you know, coming together, having to save this, and how it, you know, insane. it did happen, how it, they were able to do that in such a, a short period. You know, but then again, that shows yeah. the seriousness. But most importantly to me, what that told me was the spirit of the, of the of the community that it was absolutely um, it was first and foremost based on the love and the commitment to the art and the creative process uh, before yeah. sort of the the financial element the financial aspect to it so in a way you know to me it's almost like the cafe society of paris right so the art the artists getting together in paris early sent early 20th mm -hmm. century right and kind of coming together so it's that that yeah. spirit of community i think in a way no, the, the fact is that Tezos is the perfect platform to start to understand how does it work for collectors and for artists. I always say, install Temple Wallet. Try to yeah. put some money on this. You, you, it's like for us that have started in 2018, it's like being 2019 in Ethereum because you don't spend nothing to create a mint. That's right. That's mint. right. That's right. Well, you know, because uh, yeah. And also now you you have also the, the opportunity to to pay directly with uh, your credit, credit card. card. Yeah. So, what's the point? You can do your experiments without losing a, a lot of money. Yeah. Let's not forget that Ethereum did feel like at least from <laughs> from the price. You know. You know. You, you could have I bought a Coutini for three hundred dollars, right? <laughs> you can buy a Coutini yeah. in addition for twenty dollars, mm -hmm. thirty dollars. No, no, I'm talking cheap. about it. I'm talking about a Coutini in, in Ethereum. Ah, in, in yeah, yeah, yeah. My my first piece in two thousand eighteen. In Super Rare was sold for twenty five dollars. Twenty five dollars, bought by X sixty one more time. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> what was the point? Now, what what I used to say, and and this is a thing that bothers me since two thousand eighteen, is people talking about blockchain, NFTs, and cryptocurrency without having solid MetaMask, without having solid <laughs> Temple Wallet, and so how do, how. Can you talk about these things if you you don't have approved a transaction, uh, sent some money to people, or invested in something, uh, make your mistakes with Uniswap, or send money to a, a, a wallet that is wrong? Or you have to do your 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 own errors to talk about these things. Because that's right. That's if, right. If you don't, how do you talk about these things? All in a theoretical way. You've got you've got to learn through your own mistakes, right? And uh, and just yeah. understand the dynamics of um, of what it takes. And and you know, listen, that is the biggest barrier, right, to onboarding um, you know IRL folks into the into the into the crypto space. It's the you know the the, the yeah. technological you know. Uh, there are some of, steps. Yeah, this, it's like like to having a ladder, and every yeah. step is really difficult. Yeah. Now, I suppose that more companies and platforms will enable. The payment with with credit card, but then the financial system collapses uh, on, because of Silver Silvergate, because of FTX. Now the, every day there's someone that falls down. So we are <laughs> going back to 2010. I don't know what we have to do. Yeah, yeah, I know for sure, for sure. Uh, Matthias, uh, when we were talking about the rubber stamps project, you know, you brought up the paper cut series, right? 
Um, yeah. When I look at that series, to me, it's sort of it's almost like a a precursor to the um, you know to what eventually became the uh, I don't know the visual language of of crypto art, especially the gener- generative art uh, school. Yeah. Um, how do you see yourself in in such an influential role? Because to me, it is it is you know it is the case. Maybe if, I don't know because I, I'm not a coder, you know, and that series is made with an algorithm, but it's not a coded algorithm. It's an algorithm in my mind that they have recreated the the steps in Adobe Illustrator. So maybe the 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 aesthetics, the aesthetic, yeah, absolutely similar to the uh, coding people, to the generative art people. But what's behind is, is not, because if I do something like this, I will create now, sorry, now, I will create a piece of code with the help of someone. But somehow I suppose that uh, that somehow I've, have a piece of information. But I will tell you, because in the next days I, I have a video call for the first time in my life with Snowfro, so we will meet together only to say hello, because we never met because we, was, we were in Paris and we, we didn't find the, the moment because it was always plenty of cameras and looking at him and interviewing and so on. So Snowfro told me, okay, we have to meet because it was super crazy in Paris and I don't care about uh, the stuff. I want to meet you. So let's say, let's see. That's so cool. Yeah. It's all about the hard blocks thing. And yeah, yeah. That's... I, I, I have some project about hard blocks and some ideas. Oh, good. But, but I have the, the, the need of time and, uh, and also there are these huge things going on this year that's still secret. And so, yeah, I cannot do everything. At the yeah, same no, time. I get it. I get it. But, and even though the, you know, behind, you know, behind the paper cut series, there was not, you know, a, a coding, um, uh, you know, coding, um, you know, knowledge base, right? It was, you know, it came out of actually physical because you you did all those in uh, manually. I remember I saw a video where you were, you know, actually cutting those. Yeah, um, there's those, also those, those actually yeah. an article in cryptonomist.ch uh, that uh, explains in English and in Italian how was the, the, the creative process behind the, the paper cuts. Right, right, but but I'm th- I'm thinking the the actual the output, right, the, the final the final product, you know, it was so, I mean, it's so striking, it's so unique that I wonder I can help think that how how much it influenced the the aesthetics of the generative art, you know, mm-hmm. um, projects or body of works that have come after after but, that. But maybe we, we we must say that I was already aware about this movement of generative artists like Jared Terrible work and so others that it was already uh, um, looking and seeing in the web so maybe the previous people have influenced me and they're still influencing art blocks and so on yeah so I, I, I'm only one of the branches yeah yeah one yeah. possible branch um so you know in a way it's a movement that's sort of like influencing it, it itself right kind of the, the different yeah, players like yeah. the first is the first time in, in, in history that crypto that, sorry that generative artists can earn money yeah because it was the first time uh, because before they're creating uh, prints okay but not a lot of money with these yeah. prints 
now they are earning a lot of money. There are some crypto artists that doing generative art and have become super rich and super famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never, never happened true. before. Yeah, true. I want to talk a little bit about the the the, the crypto scene in Italy. I mean, hey, listen, I I came across it as soon as I came into the space and was really really uh, impressed by just the quality and the the depth of the of the offering in terms of you know artists and players and uh, and the community in general. But um, uh, as as, I mean, as a key player and one of the you know one of the earliest adapters of the space on your end, right? Can, can you share your experience watching this this scene grow and you know coming into its own? Yeah, and you can take the, us the, take the, us back as far as the, you want. The, the, the synthesis is that crypto Italian crypto artists are really bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, not for the art because the art is super good for the behavior. In the space, uh, because it's like they haven't jumped right in the in the in the mood. Okay, it's a grab, it's a cash and grab machine, mm-hmm. and that's my main concerning with other Italian artists. Interesting. They okay, don't give, they don't they don't give back enough because they wasn't uh, they weren't in the the very first years where we was inventing we were inventing the the, the, the system. Right. They have arrived in the moment. Okay, there's a lot of money. Let's do this because of the money. And now that there's no money anymore, they are taking at home all the all the all the all the things. So you you think it's driven per, uh, principally by uh, by economic factors, right? The fact that there yeah, is a yeah um, absolutely yeah. yeah absolutely, and also because of my phone is ringing less this year. Last year I was like, okay, let's do this interview. Okay, let's do. Uh, Interesting. Super okay. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I think you're referring also to the, the 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 support base of the even the media, right? The Corriere della Sera, for example. You know, two years ago, you know, every day yeah, writing an article. Is, and now, is yeah. this like all over in the world? If yeah. there is money going on and things about money, everyone is on on the on the on the news and so on. Now we are on the news, but because of the <laughs> crashes. Yeah. 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 Not, yeah. Not, not because of of, of the art. But yeah, yeah, at a certain moment, I have, I have, I was lucky also last year, so I'm, I cannot say that mm-hmm. is bad. The collectors that I have uh, collected, yeah, <laughs> collected, I collected some collectors that are still uh, okay with my stuff and can still support me. So yeah, thankful. And when would you say you experienced, you know, when did you start noticing the, uh, you know, the sort of the rise in the number of players coming to the space from the, from the, from the artist's uh, perspective, meaning like, uh, you know, yeah, the, ta- the, ta- the were, talent that was coming into the space, was it 2020? At a certain point, uh, right before, right before or, or during the people that February 2020, uh, the platform was starting to um, uh, uh, to whitelist and to put inside people that didn't do the formative years. So, for example, Dead Mouse and other artists, big artists like this, that have jumped the, the the first phase and also arrived only for cash grabbing. And in that moment, I said, I said, okay, mm, this is super bad. Because that people don't have the sense of uh, of hard work that we have done to create the community, to create the technology, to create all these things, and they have jumped in only, only for the money. They was unable to do DJ sets and earn all the money. Okay, there is this thing. Let's do this to uh, 
to maintain the status quo. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. because that's the whole point. Um, I've become an artist by chance, but that people have already worked to become an artist. So when you have a lot of money to spend, or you shrink your 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 uh, your company because when you have a, a brand like that mouse is like having a company come on uh, or you find other ways to survive and that that way of surviving or even <laughs> not surviving that case was like earning the, the tongue of money that you have never seen before was that uh, you you use that uh, name uh, to to give uh, to give to the art part Right, right, right. Also, 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 Madonna. I've, I've made NFTs. That's right. That's right. I remember that. Job. What was what, what, what was the point? If you do NFT, you have to do something really disruptive. In fact, all, the only one that I, I suppose that have done well was Marina Abramovic. <laughs> the, the the worst platform with the worst material was super crazy. Or or also Ryuichi Sakamoto have done uh, uh, an interesting thing. Uh, Tokenizing uh, every single note of uh, uh, um, I was called uh, Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, the mm. famous theme. Every single note, a single. Who's tokenized? Yeah, so that's the the thing that I want from an artist: not arriving and creating a GIF with yeah. the head of your and yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, so in 2019, like, oh, well, 2019, 2018, 2020, whatever, um, like, how how big was the scene in it? Like, as far as artists, like, actually uh, creating in, uh, in 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 digital, right? Uh, like, how big was the scene in Italy? In Italy, yeah, in Italy in 2018 was in three, three. <laughs> because it was me and Hex Six C and Akatao. In yeah. 2019, I suppose I was in twenty. No, maybe in 2018 there was also another one, another guy that then was disconnected. So four, four or five. Then in the next year, 20, and then uh, yeah. So in the year after, 100 because yeah. it's exponential. Yeah. So 20 was sort of the I guess was the the um, the demarcation line, right? The, the year in where the the broader da- uh, adaption literally came about, right? Now, you know, I always say that. Uh, Crypto art uh, wasn't impossible without of COVID, yeah. because COVID uh, uh, have put all the people together yeah. on, on 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 the screen, and then at a certain point, everyone have thought, okay, let's give a chance to this, or let's find out. Um, also, Sky Golpe, Sky Golpe said to me, if it wasn't for COVID, I never raised my phone to call you and to ask yeah. how to do yeah. NFTs because I was studying, but at a certain point I would say, okay, yeah. let's wait, let's understand better this thing. And so the COVID had accelerated this digital process because everybody was out of the computer. Yeah, no, it's true. And when the, you know, when the history is written, right. And you know, 20 years from now, whenever we look back and we, we, we won't be able to decouple the two, right. We won't, we won't be able to. Exactly. Right. Separate the two, right? Because it, 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 you know, the, the the dynamics that came out of COVID, the fact that we were on lockdown, that we were, that we had, all of a sudden we had all this time in our hands. Uh, even if we were working, we weren't working in a way, right? Meaning we just had this, this. Yeah, um, for yeah. me, for me was 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 incredible because at that, that moment, <clears throat> I had the the the, the freelancer. Life started in 2000 in the summer in 2018, 
and in 2019, sorry, and then 2020, I arrived the COVID. So I said, "Fuck!" And now yeah. what do I do? Yeah, because I wasn't able to 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 work, actually. So I have started. Okay, well, let's do one percent, twenty-four-seven artist. And luckily, at the end of 2020, everything was started to rise. Imagine that. <laughs> Oh, it was incredible, incredible. Yeah. Then, uh, then with the with the with the people think, then with the super rare uh, tokens, I didn't sleep for two or three days. <laughs> yeah. Super crazy. I can only imagine. Yeah, yeah. Um, what? Uh, <clears throat> a couple of last questions, uh, Matthias. We're approaching the the the, the hour here. Yeah. Um, and so. So much has been said about the relationship between the physical and the digital, and in my opinion, the jury is still out on, you know, on what the official position is of, of what that relationship is. Um, as one of the most experienced crypto artists working in both mediums, what is your take? Yeah, what I've said also before with Unfoldable Stink is that I try to create my very own approach uh, with the relationship between physical and digital because every time when you think about art art is dialogue art is is a discourse going on between me and between the person that look at look at my at my artwork and i i want to raise questions too what's the best question to ask to people what's the original the physical or the digital yeah, and, and they're in. They're in I, have no, I, I have no answer. I, have I know. No that's answer, why I say the jury is still out. And it's still a conversation that takes place, uh, being addressed by some of the, you know, the biggest minds in the space. And uh, yeah. I, 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 cre I create both. Yeah. Then I give the collectors both options. With the time foldables, I gift the collectors the physical piece. Because the physical piece for me is the tool to create the digital. But at a certain point, who knows what will be more available? I don't know if yeah. he, if he is the value of money of art. I don't know. Is is I'm not in the position to to judge. Yeah, we have critics. We have the the people that will buy it. We have the auction houses. I don't know. At a certain point, when, when the, an artwork is 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 get away from from my home from my studio for me. Yeah, and, and maybe we and do your own thing. Yeah, maybe we're reaching a tipping point. I remember the Hearst project. Remember when he gave the collectors the choice yeah. to either burn the, the physical. Yeah. And it came pretty close. I think it was like a 50-50 split, you know, which I thought was very interesting because... Perfect. Yeah. There is people that cannot have the work hanged at home, and people that want, and people that... The amazing thing for me... Because I I didn't buy that, that that tokens, was to try to hack the system to have both. To have both. Huh? But I suppose that nobody have tried it and it's impossible because when you burn you burn and yeah, you yeah. cannot burn for not for re and then re have the. Yeah, but hmm, interesting. You know, is is the is the Coutini idea? How how can I hack, how can I hack, hack the system? <laughs> Why? Yeah, the anarchist. Yeah, the digital anarchist. Um, <laughs> Anarchista digitale. Sorry, but I'm like this. No, no, I love it. We love it. We love we love we wouldn't want it any other way. We wouldn't want a Mattia any other way. <laughs> yeah. Uh so Mattia, what's so what's occupying your mind these days? What what what, what are you working on these days that is uh, uh, on, of, on of, the su I'm... super secret project? Wow, okay. A lot a lot of cataloging of myself, trying to understand what I've done in this last 24 years. 
because starting to 1999 to now, uh, 24 years, and also to celebrate my fifth year in crypto in November. Nice, nice. What are we going to do for that? How are we going to celebrate? Okay. It's viral. It's viral. Okay. Somehow okay. we have. Okay. Well, I'm, I hope we, you know, we catch wind one of these days as uh, what you're going to be up to. Uh, but we, we you know we'd love to celebrate that with you because I think it's uh, it's pretty remarkable what you've accomplished. In this first, first token in, in in Super Earth sold for twenty five dollars, like I've said before. My God, can you imagine? If, that? if we don't have to celebrate this, I don't know what we have to celebrate. Can you imagine that? Wow, unbelievable. No, no, I didn't. I didn't imagine. I, I only. I was only uh, taking the money to take the flight to go to New York <laughs> and to to go to this. And the, the fun fact is that I was I am a, I am not able to go to New York because it's too expensive right now. Yeah, and yeah. Nobody and nobody invites me to, nobody go, invites to you, New yeah. York. So, so, so you're not. Yeah. Com- are you? I was going to ask you. Are you coming in 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 April for NFT NYC? No, no. Plans. I have already. You did Paris, right? For- you went to Paris, right? I went to Paris, and now there are people inviting me for Art Basel in June, I suppose. And then I, this morning I bought the airplane tickets for a non-fungible conference in Lisbon. So I will be in Lisbon in oh, June. Oh, Lisbon, okay. And yeah, I don't know if... Yeah, Europe is quite cool. Um, also Paris. If people invite me in Paris, I come, because it's not so cheap, actually, to take the flight. But when uh, I go there, there's always something happening. I don't know why. But or I sell a piece, or I met good people, yeah. or I got interviews. There's something up. Yeah, if I was in Paris, yeah, it was really cool because I suppose yeah, I mean, I pa- was. Paris is a pretty good catalyst, right, for uh, for the space Incredi- and for incre- art in general. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. They are incredible. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I was ahead of the curve for sure. Um, mm. so, Mattia, to, to, to wrap it up, I, uh, I'm going to ask you the last question that I ask everybody. Everybody hates this question, but I ask it anyway. Uh, so Mattia in one year, so Mattia on um, March 8, 2024, Mattia in five years and Mattia in 20 years. What do we in find you? Year, in, my, in one year, I suppose I will be really, really tired <laughs> because of the events of, of, of November 2023. But make, maybe going strong and trying to find a true gallerist because uh, this year I've demonstrated us that I cannot live only off NFTs. So, yeah, maybe in five years, uh, continuing doing this uh, digital, physical thing, maybe with a huge exhibition, uh, maybe also trying to find out if I can put more music, because I was used to play a lot of music inside of my artworks, and why not some performative art? Who knows? Because at a certain point, I told myself, okay, I can do everything in digital. What's the point? I don't have to put a tag on me if I'm a musician, if my physical, what I do. I can do everything because it's digital. And in 10 years, in 10 years, in 10 years, 2033. No, 20 years, 20 years, 20 years. 20? Yeah, 20 years, yes. There will be no NFTs anymore. There will be something more metaversial thing. And I hope my song... uh, uh, was able to, in the meantime, create his own company of movie, meta, metaverse movie, because my, my son writes uh, uh, screenplays. Really? So is he following in your footsteps as far as Web3? No, no, no. Completely, uh, completely different. Okay. I suppose, but in 2030, yeah. 43, yeah. 
that metaverse movies. Met- yeah. Sounds cool, no? Yeah, shot shot in the shot in the metaverse, like created in the metaverse. I don't know and, whatever and, they and whatever share. they want with meta 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 things meta meta, meta, meta everything yeah meta movies yeah and so I, I suppose that maybe I will have my finally my pipe nice. smoking and say oh that movie is so bad oh in my time <laughs> the armchair expert yeah, uh, yeah. well that's quite but, uh, that's but still still working because in twenty years I will be sixty four. So I suppose that yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think you could help you. You could help yourself, right? You, of, you know, uh, mm. you know. You, I'm I, sure. I will. I can picture will create, you. you know, yeah. I will create till I die. I I, I, die. I would I would believe that. I would believe that hundred percent. So I I, I I feel angry and um, at the same time, uh, um, um, how can I say? I feel bad <laughs> about this. Because it's like having uh, uh, a spell on you because of this. But it's like this. My mind works like this. I rise every time, every day, and and I have a big question in my mind: What happens if I do this? What happens? Even on Sunday, even on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. So you, uh, the the brain is always on, and now you always act on it, right? It's you know, you always act on most of your um your 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 curiosities, your your mm-hmm. instincts right your, your and you know maybe art have helped me to focus yeah. because when i do art i'm really really eat this especially when i do time foldables that are really big really huge and really stressful you need a lot of money but in that moment it's like having my meditation sessions yeah so I guess I miss my meditation. I guess, I guess <laughs> we should be glad you didn't turn out to be a surgeon then right <laughs> mm, <laughs> no, your mind would have been your mind would have been all, elsewhere, right? <laughs> um, well, Mattia, listen. Um, what can I say? Thank you so so much. I think it's been thanks to you, uh, Michele. Yeah, no, it's it's been a great conversation. I was looking forward to thanks. it, and uh, gosh, I'm so glad we had, you know we found the time to sit down and speak. And uh, as always, um, you know, listen, I hold you in the highest of regards. You know, you, you know, to me, you're one of the. Uh, one of the biggest exponents of the space, not only of, of Italian art, but uh, of just you, you know, you, um, you know, the, of the world. You know, as far as you know, being one of the first ones to, one of the early ones yeah. to. So, yeah. So somehow I am lucky because I was one of the first, but at the same time, I was one of the first blessed from the fact that the collectors was right. with open right. eyes in that days. Because yeah. if I was started this year, maybe. Nothing will happen. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it's all about timing, right? It's all about timing and the confluence Sometimes, and, and the confluence of factors and uh, things played out the way they did because obviously of the you know the dynamics of COVID as we discussed. But listen, you uh, you have to create your own luck. You know, Woody Allen used to say like you know half a success is showing up, right? Yeah, and he's yeah, absolutely yeah. right, right? You kind of you know created that situation for yourself, so. Um, major props to you, and uh, so again, thank you so much, Mattia. I wish you, you all Michele. the best. I wish you, uh, uh, gosh, a long, long career, long, long success. And, uh, and, <laughs> I and, hope so. And thank you, and thank <laughs> you, thank you for making the time. To everybody, thank you for joining us on uh, this episode of Scrapbook. I'm your host again, Michele Colonna. You can find me on Twitter at uh, mcolonna65. That's mcolonna65. And um, I'll see you all on the on the on our next episode. Ciao.